Right, so here we are back in the heat, but this time in Canada's east. On the 19th, we profiled the March heat wave of the west, and today we reach new highs in Ontario. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History from the Weather Network in Canada. A well-respected climatologist out of the United States called this March 2012 heat wave, quote, the most extraordinary temperature anomaly in North American history. Whoa, that's pretty heavy, man. It happened this day in weather history. This heat wave was off the charts, like off all the charts in every conceivable way possible. Let's look at this. It packed intense heat. It covered a huge area at once and it lasted a long time. Along the way, it beat every previous temperature record where it affected. And after a winter that had everyone talking about how mild and dead it was, that was all forgotten when this set in and stayed. There were record and near record breaking temperatures all over most of the continent. As a matter of fact, when I opened up calling the area covered as huge, what I should have said was, this heat dome covered two thirds of all of North America. Yeah, this was no wee little anomaly. Some of these records that were obliterated had stood the test of time dating back to the start of record keeping in 1948. This massive and long-lasting heat event went on helping make for the warmest month of March on record across the prairies and in the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Basin. By the time mid-March had rolled around, temperatures had soared throughout central and eastern Canada, with many cities registering the kind of weather that you would normally see in early summer. I remember not complaining about it one bit, but others did not see it that way. It was simply too much, too soon. So. What happened? There was a large center of low pressure that was situated just northwest of the Great Lakes, while a strong stationary area of high pressure was entrenched in the east. These two rotate in opposite directions, and with the low counterclockwise versus the high in a clockwise flow, they effectively acted like two gigantic gears, drawing on gulf warmth, that is in place about now, of course, but also generating a large pressure gradient at the surface that allowed for a consistent moderate to light wind from the southwest for more than two weeks. It was like a furnace being put on low for a long, steady time. So for this event, the unseasonably warm air continued to funnel between these two massive gears, this low in this area of high pressure, all the way from the Gulf of Mexico deep into Canada, leaving temperatures as warm in Capascasing, northern Ontario, as they were in Corpus Christi, Texas. But remember, I also made a quiet mention of the lack of winter leading up to this. And this plays in here in a big way now. With no snow on the ground, the warm air had no competition for temperature moderation. Normally, it would cool in the snowmelt, but this did not happen, so instead of losing energy to snowmelt and ice that would thaw at the ground as it travels north, the air was able to maintain its heat instead. Alright, remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, and thank you. If you haven't subscribed, please do. But there is also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my recording studio and oftentimes include visuals from the day's event in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Now, as a reminder, you can always go back and look up the numbers as well as I can. But what I want to focus on now with this story is how it affected the people. On March 19th, 
There were jet skis on Lake Ontario and ice cream trucks on Ottawa streets. It was the spring equinox, yet this last day of winter resembled something closer to a day in the middle of the summer. There were people rocking flip-flops already in Winnipeg for crying out loud while rollerbladers had flooded Toronto's waterfront. Remember when rollerblades were a thing? The country's hotspots were Ottawa, Toronto, and Winnipeg. Three cities you would normally hope would still have their NHL hockey teams in the playoffs, yet they were baking in temperatures you'd normally see this time of year in places like Anaheim, Dallas, and Tampa Bay. Winnipeg rocketed to a high of 22 degrees Celsius, and that would equate to about 20 degrees above seasonal. (laughs) And that took down a 74-year-old record. But also, I said that not everyone was a fan of this warmth. Let's go there now. You need a good freeze-thaw cycle for maple sap to flow from trees, and the maple sugar industry, as old school as it is, is a massive global industry. And this record warm March cut the maple sugar season short in Ontario and western Quebec. The run started early with already poor flow weather and then was crushed when in this heat wave, the trees started budding, making sap unusable. For so much of the east, the ski and toboggan hills didn't even make it to the normally lucrative March break. Instead, they had to close for the season. There was flooding in Quebec, ice jams in New Brunswick, and you had to know that this was unsustainable. So when the eventual frost crossed the region in April, it all but ruined the entire fruit crop. It was as awful as it was awesome. This day in weather history. Tomorrow's March 22nd, and we're going to get back to a story that is actually a little more reflective of this time of year. But sadly, it's because it involves a reality of this planet that is synonymous with the spring, and that would be mudslides in the Pacific Northwest. Tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.